The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Thursday, October 4th, 2018, season 14, and episode number 53. Welcome to another edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We got a lot of great information for you guys today. We're getting you ready for this Cowboys versus Texans game. This is going to be a fun one. I love when it's Texas versus Texas, because everybody's in the same boat. Everybody has that same Texas pride. It's Texas OU weekend. Everything's good about Which this Which boat week. are you really on? Can't, wait, wait, huh? What are real, you talking about? Just real Is quick. Just take a guess at who's the Houstonian who went to Texas in the room today. Yeah. <laughs> what? There you, go. you guys not excited about this weekend? I mean, I'm excited about every Cowboys game, but I don't. This is, I'm excited. Well, you're a Louisiana guy. I, I, you don't get yeah, it. You're no, not a Texan. I, yeah. I don't yeah. feel any extra juice for this. All right. Well, you can just lay out on this part while right. I'm saying this. Might but, be. No, this, and you're not a Texan either, so you can lay out too if you want to. Nick, you'll feel you'll feel it when you get to the stadium, though. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be one of those. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a really fun, good man. one. A good Nick is not Texas either. No, I mean, you he grew up here? in Texas. I, I grew up here. I've All lived over here. the Southwest, I, but I've lived yeah. in Texas. Nick moves around a little bit. He gets around more than yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean it like he's been in Texas for a long time. Yeah, more double yeah. any other part of my right. life. So yeah, twenty. So you're a Texan, definitely, and, and you appreciate games. Like this, just because you know this is um, this isn't really like OU Texas. This is more like you know Texas and like Texas Tech, maybe. Yeah. Well, well. Because Texas Tech. Yeah. 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 yeah kind of. Yeah. And it is, no, it honestly is though. Sorry. I mean, I mean, and I noticed that living in Houston all my life, this this rivalry, if you want to call it that, between Houston and Dallas, is way more on the Houston side right. than it is on Dallas side. On the Houston side, people look at the Cowboys and they hate, if they're not Cowboys fans, because there are a bunch of Cowboys fans in Houston. But if they're not Cowboys fans, they hate the Cowboys. I mean, hate the Cowboys. I don't think Cowboys fans really look <laughs> at the don't. Texans and are like, we hate the Texans. They're kind of well, like, okay, you know, yeah. I, I wrote a we kind of hate them because they're around the corner, but I don't think it's that big a deal to Cowboys fans. I wrote a column rivalry. about that yesterday, how they should play every year, and I think it ranks eighth. I'll create one. It ranks eighth on our list of top ten like columns from yesterday, or stories from yesterday. Like, yeah. who cares? But I'll tell you this. If, <laughs> if if the NFL took your idea and they said every team in the league is going to play a rivalry game every year, that's yeah. going to be every year you play it, Way and you're looking for people in your geographic area or have some connection to you, and you play that game every year, I guarantee you within a matter of five to ten years, oh, it would yeah. be a very strong rival. It would probably be as big as some of the division rivals yeah. just because you have that in connection. There are people you know personally who are on the other side of that just rival. That's about, what creates great rivalries. Just think about every office uh, from Dallas to Houston yeah. that's got fans – that are you know it's like a big game it's yeah. like oh yeah and, and it happens with there's a giants fan somewhere whatever but for the most part if you're in austin i would imagine a lot of texans fans a lot of cowboy fans so it's kind of just creates an excitement for the week but you'll feel it when you go to the yeah i almost said reliant it, what are they calling that energy energy energy, energy. energy. you know if i if energy. i was the nfl i would even make it like i would make that those games all played on one weekend and i would call it rivalry weekend and I would people, play that thing up and have so much fun with it. Fans would have a great time with that. A lot of people don't want to hear this, especially Cowboys fans, because those NFC East rivalries are so important. And, you know, I'm from New Orleans. Like, Saints fans live to hate the Falcons. Yeah. But, Everybody's got one. But I would do away with divisions 
and I would, if it were up to me, I would have every team in each conference play everybody. So you play 15 games against the NFC, and then you have a permanent AFC rival. So hmm. for the Cowboys, it could be the Texans. For the Steelers, it could be the Eagles. For the Giants, yeah. it could be the Jets. Just way fairer. They're that not going to get rid of the divisions. No, though. they're not going to get rid history, of the divisions, yeah. for yeah. sure. But that's what I would do. Yeah. But I think it's it, it'll be fun this weekend. But Wait, I don't is think this the know. freezing press box? Yes, bring oh a jacket. Oh my god, bring a jacket. Was no, oh. Yes. oh yes, they were in preseason. It was oh, yeah. so oh weird. my, yep, I hate yeah, Houston. You want, yeah, you were up there freezing. That stadium. I had sucks. a jacket on the. I'm bringing. A, I'm bringing a parka. Or yeah, like forget or about that. It was cold, cold up there. I thought the coldest uh, press box in the stadium was Detroit before that, or New Orleans. New Those Orleans two are pretty brutal. cold, but. Yeah, no, it was that cold in there. Well, miserable. They, well yes. they both have something in common because you're both Sitting like six hundred way up by yards. the AC vents. Hope you don't have a problem with heights if you're working in the press box in those stadiums. You yeah. think this game will be more entertaining than the last time we were in Houston? Yeah. Yes. I Pre-season? watching. Yes. Really? If that's what you're talking. I mean, about. like, is that? What I, I was asking, is that? Yeah. You're talking about the last game, I like regular. Well, season. I mean, there was something that happened in that game that actually was meaningful. Yeah, Brett Maher made the team. When he made the team, yeah, yeah. he made that kick, and it's like, you know what? We should cut Dan Bailey. I think that happened somewhere. <laughs> you literally think they were sitting there watching that game and somebody said, you know, this Dan Bailey guy may not be as important to us as. I think it was like, it was like, you know what? Remember what we talked about the other day? I I think maybe we should do that. Uh, maybe. It's kind of like that look where you're, made it from you're sitting there with, with people, friends, and all of a sudden you both kind of look at each other like. Yeah. Like, mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Did you just see that? Yeah. Um, Maybe we need to rethink this a little bit. I think that's exactly what happened. It doesn't change the fact that that game sucks. I hate that game every year, though. The fourth game of the preseason is the worst. It really is. Brutal. All right, let's jump into it, though. We're we're talking Cowboys-Texans. Before we get to Dave's breakdown of the Texans' defense versus the Cowboys' offense, uh, we got to go through the injury report. Yesterday, uh, the guys that did not practice included Travis Frederick, which was expected, Sean Lee, which was expected, and Terrence Williams, who we've been talking about. I don't know that there's any more clarity on why he's missing. It's just Dave? not injury-related. Do we know anything more? Uh, sort of. <laughs> we, right. we know he's not practicing again today. And we know okay. we know that they're, they're now saying that his foot injury has been re-aggravated, the one that he had repaired in the offseason. So is he going to be added to the injury report uh, as a as an actual injury? Rather than not injured? I wouldn't related. be surprised if he's got foot next to his name this afternoon instead of not injury related. So question, did, did he re-injure it not practicing? I th- think he re-injured it. That I think it's been something that's been aggravating him, maybe. And, I mean, and credit to Terrence then Williams. Then why would they be talking about personal issues? Because, I mean, that's the, therein, <laughs> exactly. lies, therein lies the rub, Amber. There's about 19 <laughs> things going on with Dave's this like, guy. how did I end up being the <laughs> no, guy that has like, the answer for all this stuff? Tell me, Dave, how why it, are you yeah. saying how personal is issues my, and now talking that, about a foot? That's actually a pet peeve of mine <laughs> yeah. is when I tell you what the Cowboys are saying and you come back at me like <laughs> right. it's my fault. Right. Like, I'm not, right. I'm not the reason the bearer of bad news. Right? Literally, it's my job to report the news to you. And I'm telling you, they're saying he re-aggravated his foot. <laughs> There's still speculation that he might be suspended. Uh, there's speculation that he's – it's not speculation. They said he was dealing with some off-field stuff. Jason Garrett said that himself. Uh, I don't know. And I don't remember – So when I said Dave, like I didn't realize it was gonna be that much fun. I do not remember so much uncertainty and speculation surrounding a guy that has contributed so little to a season. Yeah. Except for maybe when they signed Bryce Butler two weeks ago and everybody lost their minds. Right. True. Um, right. 
I don't know. I I think I said this yesterday. Like something's got to give, and it will eventually. I don't. And that doesn't necessarily mean Terrence will go to IR or be suspended or whatever. Like maybe this will resolve itself and he'll continue to play. I don't know, but this limbo's got to end at some point. I have yeah. a question. Let's say it was the suspension thing. If he was put in IR, what does that really do? It takes him off the roster. It takes him off the roster, but they could still suspend him. Yeah. I mean, if you're suspended, you're off the roster, too. Because you're not getting paid. And Who, When you said they can suspend, are you talking about the NFL, NFL. or the Cowboys? I mean, the NFL can suspend. Yeah, I don't think the Cowboys, Cowboys couldn't. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't know. It I don't would know. have to be conduct detrimental to the team for the team to do. Right. To, I was I just wondering what would the benefit of doing that move Knocks you off, knocks it's off a way to get him off the roster, roster if they don't spot. think he's going to contribute, especially and still hold on to his rights. Yeah, right. And if his foot is bothering him, he can rehab it without doing this week to week. Like, well, what can you do? What can't you do? Type of dance. But if he's suspended, you know that that changes a lot of things because of um, his. He's got guaranteed money, and if you you know if you don't if you're suspended, I think some of those guarantees or really all of them will go away. That's a league rule, right? Yeah, that, that those that gets avoided, right? Okay. So if you get if you, you know, that happened to Zeke, you know, his his guarantees were avoided. So if he doesn't have any guarantees on the contract, then it makes a lot more sense to part ways with him because you're not feeling any kind of, you know, financial hit. Fun little, uh, well, sort of changing the topic. Uh, our esteemed colleague Rob Phillips just told me um, no Randy Gregory and no David Irving at practice today. Which I don't have an answer for that as mm. of yet, because Randy know. Gregory was not on the injury report yesterday. Yes, and J. Uh, Randy Gregory was not on the injury report yesterday, and Jason Garrett said this morning that they're going to see what more David Irving can do. So, and maybe they decided there's not more he can do. Maybe right so. I, those two guys, you never have nothing in common. <laughs> those two guys, you <laughs> never know. Uh, you just never know. So, hmm. sorry, I don't have more information at this time. Thanks, we'll Rob. Maybe they showed up it. after the 15 minutes. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. It could have. Because could have. that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Things we see. Keep an eye on the old injury report. Probably at about 3 p.m. Central time. Let's talk about some of the guys that were limited that we think could play. Uh, Cheeto has an ankle. He was limited. Cole Beasley with an ankle. Malik Collins uh, was limited yesterday with an ankle. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence with a shoulder. And Antoine Woods with a calf. Um, let's talk particularly about Malik Collins, who's missed a couple games here. Um, what's the expectation for him? Is the expectation that now they're trying to work him in to see if he's ready to go? The word coming from them is that he did pretty well in practice yesterday, step at a time, see how he responds to the work, see if he can do more. Um, I think he did more yesterday, as I understand it, than he has at any point since he got hurt. So see how he responds and you know, it's probably going to be one of those typical wait and see on Friday type of deals. They are, how many games has he missed? How many games has he missed in his career? I know he's had a, a couple different injuries. Um, is this a situation where he's been injured and not missed games, or is this a situation where he's missed an inordinate number of games in his in his career? My memory might be hazy, but I don't remember him missing games last okay. year. I remember, you know, he's, year before that. He didn't miss any games the year before that. He broke his foot yeah. in the off season. Was it in the off season? Okay. And then was That's back in was. time for the start of the regular season. Okay, so he's just a guy. This he's is had some three injuries. Times right. He's oh he's yeah. bad. he's had some injuries issues and that's what I was trying to he's get to. He's battled injuries every step of the way. Even though he's had injuries, it sounds like from what you guys are saying, he hasn't missed games right. uh, very often, which is a good thing. That means that either he's able to play through pain or he had the not, injuries have have not happened in times when they affected his ability to play. He had not missed a game until now. 
Yeah. He played all That's 16 really the first good. two. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. So, um, which, yeah, it tells you it must be somewhat severe if, if he is missing time. Yeah. So, And judging by the size of the wrap on his knee, yeah, it sounds ugh, not great. So, yeah. But if you're limited on Wednesday, that's typically a good sign. Yep. So we'll see. So for all those guys, you feel pretty good about their ability to play this weekend. Cheeto, Cole, Demarcus, Antoine. Yeah, um, yeah. Antoine's the other one. And that's which the fact that David Irving was not at practice today is not awesome uh, if he is going to miss because that's uh, Jason Garrett. Not only, you know, I think Antoine Woods did pretty well yesterday, but again, you see how he responds. He's definitely not out of the woods. So that defensive tackle situation is. Kind of dicey. Need probably needs one of those guys to step it up this week. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, I want to jump into the Texans' defense. Let Dave give us his breakdown. We'll talk about some of these players on that defense that are real, real difference makers. J.J. Watt, uh, Jadavian Clowney. We'll talk about some of those guys when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel anytime. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course with yours truly me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Back to the break. The Star District offers over 30 restaurants and retail spaces at Dallas Cowboys-themed campus. It's the perfect place to shop, dine, and bring the whole family for more information on all that the Star has to offer, visit thestarinfrisco.com. Restaurant week is actually coming up, too. It's yep. coming up. Um, it's actually now through October 14th. Yep. So it's restaurant You like food weeks. like me? You need to be out here. There's some good spots up here. There are. Nick likes the sushi. I do, too. Sushi Marquee. It good is stuff. a very good place. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Let's Dave jump back likes in. It too. Sure do. It seems like there's an inside joke there. Dave though. likes there's it. Next, next the implier. Yeah, that's what I'm always. saying. There's an inside joke there somewhere because of the way Nick said that. Dave but I likes guess it can't the sushi go on the at Sushi Marquee. That is a fact. 
All right, that's I'm a fact. Alone, then we'll talk about Ab- it off air. Absolutely, and we'll decide whether she go on air. Later. <laughs> no, it's good. It's a good place. All it's right, good. good. It's, it's especially if you're trendy and you like the '80s and Back to the Future and clips and stuff like that. Sushi Marquee. All right, good. All right, Dave, it's time for you to give us your breakdown of this Texans defense versus the Cowboys offense. Well, what did we say yesterday? We're like, why is this team one and three? Okay, well, it's time to get to it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, I don't want to dog them too much because there's some talent here. I'll start with the scary part, which is obviously the front. Nobody listening to this needs an introduction to J.J. Watt or Jadevian Clowney, and they are playing like you would expect them to. Watt is right. So Watt's back. Watt's back. He is what he was before yeah. the injuries. I don't know if he is uh, the guy that I would have voted for NFL MVP in 14 or 15 was it i don't know yeah. when he was literally just trying to drag them into the playoffs on his own when he was destroying offensive lines every he, i don't know if he's that guy but he's still damn good which okay. is the point and they don't need him to be that guy because jadevian Clowney can be that guy uh he's got uh, he's got sacks he's got um oh my god he you know you remember the play in college where he just single-handedly blew up that michigan guy yes, he I can still do that in the pros, which is terrifying. Um, these he's guys, huge, man. He's 6'5", 270. He's and that's really the thing that you notice the most when you watch them is, okay, he's an end or a rush linebacker, but he does everything. Like, he plays on the right side. He plays on the left side. They stand not, – not, and I don't just mean they stand him up as a linebacker. I mean I watched this guy blitz through the A-gap and just bulldoze the, the Colts center – and um, Naheem Hines tried to block him because it's a screen pass, and he just knocked him to the ground and then chased Andrew Luck out of the pocket. And Hines was the guy that was supposed to get the ball, so he's scrambling to get it. Like, he just blows plays So blockers up. are basically just speed bumps for him. You just mm-hmm. kind of go over them and keep going. Yeah. Um, right. And the scary thing for Good me, know. Uh, you know, given what we've talked about with – Cowboys inability to protect and Dak's pocket awareness. I know I wrote this down. Where is this stat? Um, They have contributed on five fumble plays and recovered four of them, I believe. They did it. Those two guys? Yeah. Uh, They get in. There we go. Four four fumble recoveries this season, and they did it. That were created by those two guys? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Well, one of them was... The Colts center screwed up and snapped it on the ground, but literally Clowney was like wide nine on the left side or on the right end position. Ball hits the ground underneath the center, and he cut through two blocks and dove on it in the end zone and scored a touchdown. Like he's just unbelievably athletic. I think if the Cowboys are going to have a problem, it's going to be because of those two guys, which you didn't need me to tell you that. Um, Good news is the secondary is very bad. Like, they're not good at all. Um, they are 27th in the league in passing defense, 288 yards per game. Uh, and that is actually inflated because they only gave up 110 passing yards to none other than Blaine Gabbert because Marcus Mariota was hurt and couldn't go. So against good quarterbacks, they gave up 267 to Tom Brady. Uh, they gave up 265 to Eli Manning, and Andrew Luck threw for 437 on them. They're not good. Um, I know... Jonathan Joseph had his moments in the past. He I, he looks like he's lost it. He used to be a really good cornerback. He yeah. doesn't look good anymore, at least not on the tape I watched. Um, Aaron Colvin is the guy. You remember A.J. Bouye went off to Jacksonville, and he's yep. part of that great defense. Aaron Colvin's not bad, but these are just not lockdown guys, and it shows. Like, they give up separation. They have to – like, they play soft because they have to, I think. So you see, you know – Colts receivers are just running like 10 yard digs where 
the corners 10 yards behind them because they're so afraid of getting burnt over the top that they're just giving up chunk after chunk. Uh, and then, you know, I'm the guy hammering on the safety situation. Tyron Matthew definitely hasn't been bad. He's got 23 tackles, uh, four pass breakups, and a pick. The pick came on a deflection. You can definitely pick on this guy. Like, he's not – he hasn't looked like this all-world safety. I think, you know, he's what, like 5'9", and it looks like it when he tries to go up against bigger guys. You can box him out. So uh, I still think it would be nice to have him on this team, but he's not some kind of – he's not Ed Reed. Um, his secondary just gives up a ton of plays, and it offsets – uh, their front seven because they actually have they have big linebackers merciless is a guy everybody knows he kind of functions as a rusher too and then zach cunningham is a guy that brian really loved in the draft coming out of vanderbilt he's a tackle machine but him and Bernardrick mckinney have not tackled that well um so yeah they're not they're number nine in run defense but i think that's more because teams aren't trying them that much honestly than because they're like this juggernaut um so yeah, I don't know. Y'all got what it. kind of backs have they run up against uh, so far this year? They went up Obviously against the Colts. They went up against Saquon. Yeah, the Colts have nothing. Yeah. Um, and then, but and they've been stout. I mean, they're allowing ninety-four yards per game. But uh, I don't think I buy that they've just been in a game where they were getting pounded. Did Saquon on. Saquon get over hundred against them? You asked me a question. I don't have the I'm answer. So sorry. To. No, you're okay. You before the show. Um, but but I guess the point of what I'm trying to figure out is when you talk about the the running backs, sometimes it, this early in a season, the numbers can be a function of who you've played way more right. than your abilities, right? No, and that's I I think I said this last week. If you're up at the top of the stat standings after four weeks, that doesn't mean a lot to me. Yeah. If you're at the bottom, it means a little bit more because it means you're getting exploited. But you know, if you're top five in rushing defense after three games, that just might mean you haven't run up against the right matchup yet. Right. Right. Or you could be really bad against the pass. You know, we saw that last week. I mean, with the Lions, they were the worst run defense in the league, but, you know, they were the best in pass. And, you know, I think we kind of saw that – we saw why they were <laughs> worst in the run, but, right. I mean, they really weren't that great in the pass. Right, but we also saw that, that that was why. I mean, that's why the numbers are what they are. Yeah, cause you don't have to like pass. like Cowboys, you don't have to pass. Run the ball. Case you know? in, okay, so Saquon Barkley ran 17 times for 82 yards and a touch, which yeah. – that's 4.8 yards per carry. He was fine. That's kind of my point is I respect him, but the linebackers don't tackle as well as they should. And Clowney specifically, not so much J.J. Watt, but Clowney's a rusher. Like he's not this all around great run defender, pass rusher guy. So I think regardless of what the stats say, I think you can run on these guys. I just think this is going to be one of those games where it will be a shootout. I've just thought that since it came out on the schedule. And I just think, you know, run, pass, whatever, I think it's going to be one of those games that kind of has a life of its own. And I see a lot of big plays type thing. Yeah. And I just see, you know, both teams kind of, you know, making plays. Doesn't mean that they're throwing for 300, 400 yards. I just think that they're going to be moving it up and down the field. It should be fun. Yeah. I will say, and it goes back to my point, we're going to find out if this receiver core is good enough to take advantage of these guys, because like I said, these guys were playing soft against the Colts. The Colts also have T Y Hilton and he, he can't get behind you. He abused them uh, specifically Jonathan Joseph. Like, I mean, he was two steps behind him all day. So, but are the Texans that afraid of what any of these guys bring? Like maybe this is a game. Hopefully Tavon Austin always has a role, but maybe even Deontay Thompson, you know, 
speed. Nick always talks about it. Like, all, will they play that soft if they're not afraid of you? That's my point. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. Talk to me about the matchup of the offensive line uh, versus these pass rushers, Watt, Clowney, Merciless. How do you see that matchup, those matchups playing out? That's the funny thing is, well, first, they're so multiple. Like, they're going to line up in a bunch of different spots. But Watt has become the left end at this point. So, like, that's Lyle Collins' guy, yeah. which that sucks because you would – in this – we always talk about, like, in this day and age, you think your right tackle gets this easier matchup. Like, not really. Yeah. Uh, not against the do they Do they line up uh, Clowney on the same side as him often? No. Typically, it's opposite side? They usually – well, it's t- – Watt is kind of fixed – on the left side more often than not. And then Clowney, he plays on the right a lot. Like he's going to be Tyron Smith's guy, but also they're going to line him up. Like they line him up basically at will linebacker sometime. And I, that, that, that's my point. Like he's not like DeMarcus Ware on the corner in a two point stance. He's like yeah. back behind the nose tackle, like, like a regular linebacker. And he'll just like shoot through the gap. Like he's such an athletic freak that they can do all kinds of stuff with him. And so he that hasn't faced Looney before. Though. Well, that's, that's what true. I was going to say. That's, that, that's where it does beg the question. You know, the most inexperienced part of this line now may have to deal with him shooting the gap right there where Williams and Looney are. Right. Um, and last week, the offensive line played extremely well. That also could be a function of the fact that they were facing a defense that didn't really have, this, certainly didn't have this kind of, these kind they, of pass rushers coming against They didn't against have them. their two best pass rushers. Right. And, and the Texans have their two best pass rushers and who may be two of the best in the league. Yeah. I Big will difference. bet, I would bet you... Clowney and or they're both going to make a play in the backfield or like have the opportunity to make a play. I mean, you think about the famous Romo spin against Watt. Like, and I think, yeah, Dak and or Zeke is probably going to have to make a nice play to get out of that. Um, And that, you know, Dak's pocket presence is something we talk about a lot. He's going to have to have his head on a swivel. Don't get stripped like that. That's what's like I said, that's what scares me is like they'll knock the ball out of your hand or just blow a play up to the point where it reminds me, remember what game was that? Was it the, it was the giants game where they ran the reverse. And if not for Zeke making a heads up play, Landon Collins probably blows it up. I'm worried about something like that happening here. Tell me where this defensive front can be exploited in the run game. Now we've talked a little bit about the pass game. We talked about their secondary. If you wanted to run against this defensive front, where do you think there are weaknesses where maybe the Cowboys can can get some traction? Up the middle, because for I mean, so DJ Reader and Angelo Blackson play tackle for them, or well, it's a three-four front, so tackle right. and whatever. But um, they're not anything special to me, and they're nowhere near as athletic as Watt and Clowney. Like I said, I don't think the world of Clowney is this great run defender but i wouldn't want to run too much to his side lest he does he just, tend to be overly aggressive yes. to where maybe you can exploit that you no, absolutely you could and and i'm you know i think brian actually wrote today like hammer him as much as possible with tyron smith and wear him down because he's going to be trying to rush and maybe he won't have any energy i still don't like the idea of running putting the ball near a guy with that much athleticism and like i said uh merciless and cunningham and mckinney like they're very impressive and they hit hard when they hit but much like the cowboys in the first few weeks like they haven't they don't wrap up like they haven't tackled as well as they're supposed to so i think i think you can get them just by running right at them to be honest with you like i don't think you have to razz it up too much um another point i wanted to make i wonder uh 
Another guy we talked about in the draft is Eric Reed's little brother, Justin. Safety out of Stanford. He's gotten some um, reserve playing time kind of as a third safety. I wonder if they might try to give him more playing time because Tyron Matthews been fine. Kareem Jackson hasn't been terrible at the other safety spot, but again, like they just, they give up too many plays in the secondary. So I have my eye on him as maybe like an X factor that they try to use more because he has looked good in the short amounts of playing time that he's gotten. So if you were going to pick one wide receiver and I'll go around the table, if you're going to pick one wide receiver this week that against a secondary that may be more susceptible to big plays uh, or just plays, who, which receiver do you think actually has a, an opportunity here to make some make some plays for the Cowboys? I like Gallup. I think he's he's a guy that we've already seen go down the field a little bit. Um, I think they'll start doing that a little bit more. He's got once him once Dak kind of figures him out a little bit better, uh, and vice versa. I think that they that has a chance to be you know. A, a steady playmaker for this team. So I like Gallup. We've seen him downfield quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that seems to be something they're really working on. So, I think you could say that um, about any of these guys, really. And my biggest problem is I'm I'm not being a fan of this whole rotation thing because I think it's messing up the the rhythm. Like they're not in there long enough for them to get going. It's like you keep rotating them, and let's see, with any of these guys, they, they come out pretty quickly, and it doesn't allow them to get going, and if, that's a problem for if, them. If, if they were throwing the ball down the field more, I would, uh, I would definitely like disagree with you because – they're, you know, you, you got guys who are doing things all over the place, but they're not. You know, there's really no reason to, in my opinion, to rotate as much as they do. But they do. The thing about it is, it seems like to me anyway, it seems like they've been doing that for years. Even when Dez was here, they seem to rotate their receivers quite a bit. I mean, there'd be times when I'm looking for Dez on the field and he was on the sideline, and it, I mean, it just seemed like they kind of rotated yeah. guys around. I mean, you you had guys. I mean, you had guys like uh, 85, 85. Noah Brown. Noah Brown. That's on the field, you know, pretty significant amount of snaps last year and year before. I just, I don't think that this was ever in the last few years. I don't think it was ever a situation where they had their two main guys and they were always on the field at wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But those were guys that were pretty comfortable already with this offense. I feel that these guys being as new as they are, it still may take him a little bit to get accustomed and used to what this offense is and the fact that there's so much rotation I think it um thank it I can't think of the word it just messes up with with the progress of them being out there and making plays I, especially with a guy like you, you talk about Michael Gallup he's a rookie and you need to allow him and we've seen him make plays so we know it's in him but you need to put him out there more and give him more chances to allow him to do those things. I don't think I can go with you on that. Uh, yeah, like Noah Brown had a – he definitely was on the field, and especially when they run it, wanted to run the ball, and Bryce Butler's had his moments. But if you go back to like 16, 16 and 17, the last two years Dez was here, I bet him, Terrence, and Beasley blow everybody out of the water in terms of snap count. I don't, I don't know. I, I'd have to go back and look. It just—it may have been my own perception, just looking at the game and watching the game they and noticing and no, noticing that there were times when I was—I mean, there'd be times when they'd have—they'd oh, they abs- have thirteen personnel and it would be Noah Brown as the wide receiver. Which it, it just, what are you doing thirteen personnel? I, I get it. All I'm saying though is it, maybe that changed my perception. That maybe yeah. that was what affected my perception of it. I was asking the question. 
was this something that's been happening for years? Because it seems like to me they've been rotating receivers here for a while. I don't think it's remotely as let's play a game. The similar to what it is. Right. Play a game. <laughs> All right, let's do a let's play a game. Four games into the season. All right, this is these are your leaders in snap count for receivers. One fifty four, a one fifty three, and then the next is a one nineteen. Who's at one fifty four? Cole, Cole, I would guess. That's your guess. Yeah. Yes. All right. Who's at one fifty three? Yeah, I mean, uh, um, Deontay Thompson. What's your guess? Is that right? It can't be. I right. would guess that <laughs> Hearns. Oh, yeah. I forgot about Hearns. Um, it has to be Hearns. Hearns is at one fifty three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who's at one nineteen? Is that Deontay ben Thompson? Either. Yeah. Probably Deontay. Gallup at one nineteen. Really? Okay. I thought Deontay Thompson was Thompson's a lot of at one ten. Okay. And Tavon Austin. Freaking three. 65, yeah. <laughs> Not even. 65. Holy Jeez. crap. I <laughs> didn't look that up. Even. 65. And, That's um, so dumb. Terrence Williams, 39. And Bryce Butler. Zero. Right with us. I'm shocked that um, that Gallup's count is that high, to be honest yeah, one, with you. I would have guessed it was... I would have guessed it was like 80 or 90. So so really, I mean, Running if we backs, look at it from that standpoint. 220, 23, and a 24. What do y'all think? I bet you, <laughs> I mean, I'm just Zeke, trying. Zeke's at 220. Th- thank you. Right. I was just trying to figure out. Quarterback. Sure? <laughs> I'm just trying to figure Oh, okay. I was going to say, Jameis doesn't have that many snaps. He's probably got 10. I so mean, wait, you know, who's the other running back? He I said was, there were two running backs that were in the 20s. I Rod, just, Smith, Rod Smith has 23. Yeah, and then, Jermaine has 20. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, okay, my bad. Okay. I was thinking you know, else. I'm looking at tight ends. Yeah. 229, and then Blake Jarwin has 75 snaps. Wait, I, I, so Swain has that many more than the next closest guy? Yeah. It surprises me that they haven't. That that wouldn't well, be number higher just because of them running twelve and thirteen I mean, personnel. He's he's on ninety two percent of the offensive snaps, which is more than Zeke. You know. I oh, mean, Swain. Yeah, Swain playing every. I mean, it's almost. it's Dak the the he's five new lineman. I don't uh, I don't have any ill will toward Jeff Swain, but I just I I buried my dream of ten personnel the other night because literally like five times during that Lions game, I was like, oh. They're doing ten. They're, they've got ten on the field, and then Swain would motion, and I'm like, "Never mind, that's Jeff. My yeah. bad." Yeah. Um, but he's not doing a bad. No, job, he's though. not doing a bad job. A I job. just, I just would like to see it. I yeah. think, I think it could work. Um, I, w- I do want to go back though what? to the to the point that you're trying to make. I agree with you. I would, I would like to rotate these receivers less. But you hear the phrase like eating up cushion, wide yeah. like it's like the guy's got ten yards of cushion and it's just gone in an instant. Mm-hmm. Who's doing that? on this team that's like alan hearns is number two in snap count i don't trust that that's he's gonna do that um maybe Gallup could if they gave him a chance the and that's my point is deontay thompson and tavon austin certainly could yep so maybe they're getting well they are maybe this is a game where you change that maybe hey they freaking they targeted kiki kuti 15 times in his first game as a pro you mean to tell me that tavon can't do that i don't I, Man, I I'm just hoping that maybe they're they have some grand design and they're saving him for it. <laughs> I don't know. I I can't yeah. figure out for the Super Bowl. No, honestly, I, yeah, right, right. I can't. I just can't understand why you can have how you can have a guy that's a weapon like that and not figure out a way to get him more involved in what you're doing. Me neither. Say, and again, I you know I think Jeff Swaim has played pretty well this year, but I, they just you got to have a tight end. Apparently, you just have to. Yeah. 
I don't know why. Let's take our final break. We'll come back. We'll get some questions. Give us a call. The number is 888-855-2297. Again, it is 888-855-2297. This is The Break. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than specs and features as well. you got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. To experience one for yourself, visit your local Texas John Deere dealer or go to myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Back to the break. <laughs> Welcome back to the final segment of the break. Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. That's, I mean, sometimes, you know, I'll just, I don't mind saying it on the air. Like, you watch tape to watch the opponent, and sometimes you can't get over what you're not supposed to be looking at, which right. in this, like, I just, the Indianapolis Colts just do not have much talent. Obviously, you know, Andrew Luck's a good player, even if he's coming is back. Is he back? Like, is, he had a huge day as far as numbers are concerned, but is he back to being. Andrew Luck, that was one of the better quarterbacks in the league. I don't think so yet, but I, man, he threw for four thirty-seven. Yeah. Like I, th- I think he's on his way. But like by the time the Cowboys play him, he'll be in. He's full got stride. he's got <laughs> T. Y. Hilton, and then like yeah, just not a whole lot else to work with yeah. on that whole offense. No running back, it, offensive line question. He got the Notre Dame kid in there as a rookie. Like not much else. Naheem the, Hines is a guy we liked in the draft. Yeah, he's a third. Him. He's a third round pick though, and he's not like doing anything. They're poor guy he's supposed to be like a third down back and he like for lack of a better option he's basically their feature back which like i don't think you want to do that with it no it's not working and i think ty's got a hamstring now so he might not even be available that sounds about normal Ugh, gross well cowboys will have him in a week i don't know sometime in november 13 14 it's in december or november mid-december it's like it's one of the last three games it'll be cold yeah Good things you're indoors, so it doesn't really matter. You'll be in the big barn out there in Indianapolis. So, 
And Indianapolis, isn't that one of those cities that has all the tunnels where yeah, you can I, basically not go outside you ever? You could, but I always hear stories about the combine, how Dave and Brian are all in the, in that's the snow. And Brian, yeah, but that's a Brian. That's a Brian. I'm going to tough it and walk through the snow. Yes, like, the feats of strength. Right. right. That's, if Brian can impress you by doing something stupid and tough, he's going to. <laughs> stick it right up your rear here. Here you go. Here we go, right? <laughs> yes, sir. That's impressive and tough. It is. And well, stupid. for the person well, who... Well, endlessly yeah, yeah, that yeah, long. Yeah, yeah. All right, give me a Tommy John read. Can somebody give me a Tommy John read? Oh yeah. Speaking of impressive and tough, yeah. um, Tommy John. Who's calling? I'm trying to do a Tommy John read. Seriously. All right, <laughs> Tommy John is backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guarantee. So if you don't think it's number one of all time, call them, email them, send it back, and they will wash gladly. them first no, then no, send them no, back because you got to know that, that why it's not good no. shop exclusive cowboys underwear tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys you get 20 percent off your first order i actually went on the website the other day and i'm looking at it and you have to go up there and type cowboys up there and because it says 15 percent off your first order if you go to tommyjohn.com but if you type in cowboys at the top you get an extra five extra five that's five what i'm talking about got, i got five on it Money's- there we go. All right, um, let's jump back in. We got a phone call here from Chris in Indiana. Chris, what up? How's it going, everybody? How you doing? Hey. Do it better. Um, got a got a observation. I know a lot of fans are always talking about picking up these high price wide receivers and and uh, stuff like that. But do you think our offense, the way it's made up, and how the offensive coordinator and the head coach likes to do things, do we really need that? high price wide receiver when it looks like the plays and the scheme would not benefit those guys. Like I don't think somebody like uh, Sammy Watkins that would have came in and in the off season would have a great year just because of the way everything is schemed and how we use our wide receivers. There's really no movement, no bunching, no people running behind the line, getting lost and kind of getting open and, Stuff like that. It just seems a little basic as far as what they do with the receivers. That uh, I don't. I just don't think bringing somebody high dollar, high quality in, they would benefit us. I agree. Thanks for the call. I agree with that call, and you know that's kind of one of the reasons why we've said that we don't know if Dez is really making much of a difference. And Sammy Watkins, you're right. I don't think you know would and. and you know, that's a real to me, and maybe the, the caller is not saying it, but to me, that is a nice way of saying your quarterback's really not that good. If your wide receivers, if a really good, talented, high priced wide receiver is not going to come help the offense, then that to me, I don't know if it's scheme or not. It's is, is the passing game going to benefit utilize a really good wide receiver in this offense? Are yeah. you really saying that, that he wouldn't benefit them, or is it that for the cost? It's not worth the benefit. Because I think there's a difference. I really do think there's a difference there. I don't think the Cowboys are saying if we had a great wide receiver, if they had, you name it, Antonio Brown or Odell, whoever, certainly they could help this team. The thing is, for the price of what you'd pay for that, I think what they're saying is strategically we think we'd rather put that money into an offensive line and a running back then we'd rather put it into a wide receiver. We think that's a better strategic decision for us. Yeah. That's at least my impression of it. I, I'm actually writing about this in my column right now, and I feel weird saying it because obviously the offense has been bad for three of the four games, 30th in the league in passing. I'm not trying to suggest that it's good, but like, are the Cowboys 
overly surprised by what they're seeing because this was the game plan. It was complimentary receivers who are not going to be too upset that their stats suck, basically. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I'm And center everything around your running back. That Detroit game is what they want it to be. It's like three or four guys finish with 20 to 50 receiving yards, but it's really all about Zeke. And it hasn't happened in the first three games, but I think that's really the design that they had in mind. And I think uh, in that regard, sure, it's it hasn't been as good as they wanted it to, but it has followed the overall blueprint that they set up. Now, whether that was the right strategy, I don't know. We'll see how it works out over 16 games. But like that that's what they put in motion this whole time, for this season at least. I mean, they can change it in the offseason. But... Here's the part that worries me, though, about that whole thing, is you look at a team like the Rams, and somehow they're able, able to get it all. Like, they got the quarterback. They've got good, really good receivers. I think all I think their three top receivers are probably better than the Cowboys' best receiver. They've got an all-world running back. They got a good offensive line. They got a great defensive front. How is it that some teams are able to get it all, and the Cowboys have to choose which they're going to do and not do? Couple thoughts come to mind. What I agree with Nick to a degree that it's an indictment of quarterback play to some degree to say that a good receiver can't help you. But I just, I mean, I think the Rams have a better scheme and are better coached to exploit mismatches and things like that. Like you watch them. I don't, yeah. I mean, Cooper Cup's a nice player and Brandon Cooks is, is good too. But like, I don't think that it's these receivers making Odell Beckham one handed type plays. I think they're just schemed well. And I also think it's amazing. Do you think those, those receivers are comparable to the Cowboys receivers? I think they're more no, they're more talented. Okay. This is probably this is one of the three least talented receiver groups in the NFL, probably wow. just just on talent alone. But again, like, mm. are we surprised to hear that? I remember No, no, no it's just when you say it, it's like ES, <laughs> it's home, like ESPN oh, wow. ESPN did a thing in the summer that pissed everybody off where they <laughs> ranked the skill players not including quarterback and running back, so basically tight ends and receivers. And Dallas was like thirtieth, I think. Everybody lost their minds. And I was like, What what are y'all mad about How exactly? What exactly like, this is exactly be, yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, the other thing with the Rams is when you have a number one overall pick quarterback playing like it on that deal, you can afford a lot of other stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. and if they can get if the Cowboys can get their quarterback to play up to that level, now they would have the benefit sure. of that. Which, and and now they really could use those receivers and maybe make those receivers a lot better than where they are right now. I if it was up to me. And I've said this yeah. <laughs> a while back. Yeah, I would have a number one receiver in this offense because Dak, at this point in his career, he does need the help, the extra help from yeah, another elite that player. Guy? That's nice to say. Where are you, you going to get that guy? Is it, that it's wasn't not the Dez, question. Right? Huh? I, I, that's not. I'm not worried about that. That wasn't the question. <laughs> that I, has to be a part of the question because <laughs> that was the problem this offseason when you got rid of this. The there mall. wasn't a lot. There was. <laughs> there was <laughs> hey, that was not the question. It's not wasn't who you're going to get. No, but I think good. it has to be a part of it because this offseason there weren't a lot of guys out there in free agency that you look at and say. He immediately comes in and becomes a true number one in this offense. Are you I don't saying think those guys were necessarily Dez available. Then? That's the that's the closest thing you've well, got to okay, a number one. Okay, Des was not working out. There, uh, this, he wasn't for whatever reason. It Is was this? he just wasn't. But here's the thing: I'm I'm the type of person that I don't like relying fully relying on one person. You need to have backup plans. And when it comes to Zeke, yes, run the ball as as much as you can. But at the same time. You never know what's going to happen or what could happen. So have your backup plan. Have 
someone that you can trust and that can throw himself and catch the ball like um what's his name? Julio Beckham. <laughs> no, uh Hopkins. I was just watch, uh, okay. breaking down a play uh, okay. yesterday. Yeah, so Hopkins from the Texans, he can throw himself and catch the ball and just make the play. Dak may not be as precise as he would want to be, but he throws but it right there. Like that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You I have a receiver that can help you out. I'm really happy that Sammy Watkins isn't wasting away on this offense right now with the account amount of money he would have cost. I agree with that. I agree so. with that. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll wrap this thing up for you and let you know what's going to happen this weekend. Cowboys versus Texans still in for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break. Live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?